0: Good morning, gentlemen. Morning, guys. Morning, guys. We're here at the ETF exchange uh, conference, and we're talking to people at ETFs. And uh, Phil is right to my side here, though you may not see him in my screen. And it's also Fat Tuesday, so happy Mardi Gras, everybody. And um, here's the first question. Inflation came in hotter than expected this morning, with the consumer price index rising to 3.1% in January and that was down from 3.4% in December. The problem is Wall Street's expectation was 2.9%, and the market has now fallen 1.2%. It appears Wall Street really wanted that first number to be a 2. So what does this mean for the Fed and its ability to cut interest rates this year?
1: Well, as you mentioned, Larry, uh, it really seemed like Wall Street wanted that 2 handle in front of the first number, with CPI decelerating month over month. Although at uh, 0.2%, number that was higher than expectations is still a little bit hot. So um, this marks the 34th straight month that CPI was basically above this 3% number. And I continue to reiterate and we continue to reiterate that Wall Street is a bit off sides in terms of the rate cut expectations that they're looking for because inflation is still not at the Fed's 2% target. Um, What's really worrisome about this number is that core CPI – came in at 3.9% versus expectations of 3.7%. And core really didn't go down. Core actually sequentially accelerated. So that's when when you have these inflation numbers that are actually sequentially accelerating and you're basically bantering over a Fed rate cut, those two things don't necessarily coincide. Where Where CPI really came in the hottest was owner's equivalent rent, which ticked up month over month, and that's still six percent year over year. So inflation continues to sequentially disinflate. Housing and interest rate environment um, related circumstances continue to push inflation hotter than expectations. A couple of months ago, the expectation was over eighty percent. Now it's at six and a half. And May, which was north of seventy percent a couple of days ago, is now only at forty percent in terms of a rate cut. So we reiterate that inflation is not at the point where the Fed can really cut rates. They're likely to wind down quantitative tightening because of circumstances in the plumbing of the financial system. But you're not looking at an environment where the Fed can cut yet.
2: Yeah. And look, you know, we we talked about a couple of weeks ago how we didn't think the Fed would go four times this year. We think it would be one, two. But the data shows this. Right. I'll be with uh, Jeff Gunlock, uh, who manages the double line b- uh, bond fund uh, this afternoon. I'm curious to see what he has to say on this number because this is uh, very unexpected. So, you know, I'm thinking you get sub-three cuts still. Um, but, you know, when you have data like this, it shows you can't even cut once. So let's see. You got the 10-year treasury at 4 point, uh, 4.275, which is a good yield right now. Um, you know, if you're in the market for yields, uh, this morning's a good time to be doing it.
0: Okay. And um, the second question is, How do you invest in artificial intelligence?
2: So look, this is a new field, right? It's coming out. You're going to have tons of applications uh, for every, you know, phase of of business, of life, really. Uh, You see that right now. Um, You even see Super Bowl ads touting, you know, companies who are into that. Um, So, you know, I think you want to look for the main large cap growth leaders. You want to have the dominant companies uh, in your portfolio, um, at the right time, you know, not now, this is another you know, solicitation to buy them at these moments, but the, the leaders of, you know, the NASDAQ really have um, come far in, in these applications and in, in these processes. So that's what I would be looking at. Um, I think you really got to go back to and look at the dot-com boom and bust, right, where you had a company like petscom let's say, come out, uh, you know, and, and while it was in the dot-com space, it wasn't the dot-com leader that an Amazon, right, uh, went on to be. So Those large-cap names that did so well last year uh, really did so well last year because of the advent of AI and all of these new applications coming out. So that's what I would really look at at this juncture.
0: Mike, do you have any comment?
1: I I think you're in the very early stages of artificial intelligence here. A, A lot of really large tech companies are laying out fundamental, like, the framework and they're spending a lot of money because this is going to be a runway for growth over the course of the next 10 to 15 years. Are expectations of the market going to get ahead of themselves at some point relative to where the earning power and revenue is? Of course, because that's ultimately what happens and that's what markets do. But fundamentally this is a trend that depending on your duration and what your time horizon is, has a very, very long runway. So I think you have to be, if you're if this is an area that you're excited about, you have to be willing to buy on incremental dips. You can't just buy everything on the way up. But as the market corrects and you have these certain circumstances that cause volatility, you have to be you have to average into these names, much like we were buying tech in 2022 because that was relatively overdone. So I, I think this is a circumstance that you have to pay attention to the long term and try to filter out some of the noise that's going to happen over the short to intermediate term.
0: Okay, guys. Thank you very much. That was great. And if you'd like to submit a question, send it to our email address, which is question at qquestiontuesday.com, and we'll be back next week.
2: Thanks, guys.